This article discusses John Rich's compelling exploration of the letter to the Galatians, with particular focus on the end of its second chapter, and the tension between the contrasting themes present therein. The contrast between works of law and faith in Christ, as means of attaining righteousness, and the mystical union between Christ and the believer. This presents a compelling challenge not just in understanding each of these important themes individually, but also in understanding their relationship and significance to each other. This essay particularly explores the relation between the two themes, an important concept within the overall argument of Galatians. Gaventa posits that the transition from the chapter's start to its end is indicative of the singularity of the gospel. The gospel's singularity refers to its solitary nature, with it being the only gospel, but also its unique, all-encompassing action in people's lives. It claims all of a person's identities and replaces the old cosmos. Understanding and appreciating both senses of singularity is crucial in comprehending the truly groundbreaking and challenging character of this epistle. Moreover, Gaventa uses the phrase the singularity of the gospel from the work of John Schutz to analyze Paul's statements in Galatians 1, 6-9. Gaventa emphasizes Paul was referencing God's unique act of salvation through Christ when speaking of the gospel. In Galatians, Paul warns against turning to a different or non-existent gospel, one counter to the action of God in Christ, labeling anyone promoting such gospel as anathema. Gaventa accentuates Paul's distinction between the true gospel, given by divine revelation, and other understandings of gospel transmitted through human methods. Gaventa draws attention to Paul's experience with the gospel, contending that Paul did not learn the gospel from any human agency or tradition. Instead, he received it through divine revelation. Furthermore, Gaventa elucidates Paul's contrasting actions in Galatians 2, whereby upon his return to Jerusalem he did not submit the gospel for validation or modification by others, but sought its reaffirmation. From chapter 2, verse 16, Gaventa brings to attention views associated with a sacred principle, alternate to the proclaimed true gospel. Some believed in salvation through law observance and Christ's death, insisting on the circumcision of Gentiles and adherence to the law. However, Paul vehemently defended that salvation can only be achieved through Christ's death and corresponding faith. Concluding, Gaventa affirms how the Galatians did not receive the Spirit by the law, but through the message that elicited faith. Paul reiterates the concept of the single gospel in many instances, professing those in Christ are the true sons and daughters of God, and that unwarranted adherence to Jewish law negates the gift of Christ. Ultimately, Gaventa debates in this article that, according to Paul, the one true gospel is faith in Christ alone. In addition, Gaventa has a detailed analysis on the verses 2.16 and 2.19, 20 of Paul's letter to Galatians in the New Testament. He discusses the singularity of the gospel, the single message of Christ's death for the salvation of humankind, as Paul explains it. Gaventa discusses Paul's assertion that there is only one gospel, and any other interpretation is a false gospel. The gospel is a deliverance from the inflicted evil of the world, and Paul stresses that it only comes through Christ's redemptive death. Gaventa analyzes verses 219-20, drawing a distinction between the language of sin and rectification used earlier and the language of life and death in these verses. He asserts Paul's transition from legalistic to existential language, shifting focus to the totality of Christ's crucifixion and resurrection. In verse 219, Paul testifies about being crucified with Christ, that is, dying with Christ and then being revived with Christ's life. This represents the shift from an old life dominated by sin, under the law, to new life with Christ under God's grace. This proclamation signifies a resurrection of life, 
showing there is more at stake than justification. It involves the release from one's own life, death, and an acquisition of the superior life of Christ, resurrection. In invoking his crucifixion with Christ, Paul ascertains that acceptance of the gospel involves a total submission to God, thereby transcending the conventional understanding of the gospel. Gaventa disputes that the gospel is absolute, all-consuming, and all-life-giving. It leads to death of the self, with Christ's crucifixion, and to life, with Christ's resurrection. Thus, the singularity of the gospel is not only about the sole interpretation of salvation and righteousness through Christ's death. Instead, it involves a wholesale transformation, namely the death of the personal I and the emergence of the divine I, made possible by Christ's sacrifice. Further, in this writing of Gaventas, he examines the singularity within the gospel as it is highlighted in Galatians 1, 2. According to him, this singularity is reinforced elsewhere in the letter, where the gospel is described as relating to Jesus Christ, rather than a combination of Christ and law. He discusses Galatians 3, where Abraham and his descendants are mentioned, and argues that the gospel's singularity here refers to the reception of the Spirit being through Christ's faith and not by following the law. Besides, Gaventa analyzes Galatians 3 volts 26, 29, where it is mentioned that all are equal in Jesus Christ, and there are no divisions based on race, status, or sex. Through these verses, Gaventa indicates that Paul goes a step further in claiming that the singular gospel results in one singular humanity, in which society's divisions are non-existent. Additionally, Galatians 6, 11, 15 are explained where Paul contrasts circumcision and Christ's cross. Here it's made clear that the singular gospel only concerns Jesus Christ alone without any law observances like circumcision. Also, Gaventa maintains a significant shift in the last verse, where Paul contends that nothing matters but new creation. This, Gaventa explains, exemplifies that God's delivery of humans from the present evil age results in humanity being reclaimed and recreated. Hence, God's singularity in the gospel promotes a universal humanitarian unity in a new creation devoid of societal divisions. Last but not least, Gaventa discusses how the simplistic interpretation of the gospel in Galatians 2, 19-20 and 3:28 can affect individual and group identities. It is suggested that these verses should not be seen as identity-shaping because they are not meant to influence one's self-perception, behavior, or attitudes. The gospel, according to Gaventa, claims absoluteness and does not have room for multiple interpretations. The article points out that while Paul acknowledges the existence of women and men, Jews and Greeks, and slaves and free people, he does not see these categories as identities. These realities are not sources of self-understanding or predictors of behavior or attitudes. The manuscript goes on to discuss how these interpretations affect understanding of the Mosaic Law, Scripture, Israel and Abraham. It was debated that these elements maintain their significance. But this is recognized only when they are interpreted through the gospel. The article suggests that genealogy is understood as a consequence of being a follower of Christ, rather than as a precursor to it. The paper closes by acknowledging the complexity and ongoing debate about the interpretation of Galatians in terms of gender, ethnicity, and social position. Gaventa suggests that true understanding of the gospel calls for recognizing its radical nature and its claim that applies universally extending to all of humanity. The article concludes by stating that the singularity of the gospel positions followers in the presence of God, whose claims over mankind do not recognize any boundaries or limits. It is reiterated that the unsettling nature of the gospel of Galatians does not restrict itself to any particular group or issue, 
but applies to everyone without distinction. In conclusion, Gaventa's work explores John Rich's analysis of the letter to the Galatians, specifically focusing on the relationship between works of law versus faith in Christ as the path to righteousness and the mystical union between Christ and believers. Gaventa disputes that the transition throughout the chapters of the letter represents the singularity of the gospel, referring to its solitary nature and its all-encompassing action in a believer's life. Analyzing Paul's statements in Galatians 1, 6, 9, Gaventa repeats that the gospel represents God's singular act of salvation through Christ, and it cannot be altered or replaced with a human-manufactured alternative. Any such efforts are labeled as anathema by Paul. Gaventa argues that salvation can only be attained through faith in Christ alone, and adherence to Jewish law would undermine the gift of Christ. He heavily scrutinizes verses 2.16 and 2.19. 20 of the letter, presenting the gospel as the singular message of Christ's death for humankind's salvation. Moreover, the gospel represents a death to self and a rebirth in Christ, transcending a mere interpretation of salvation and constituting a total transformation. Furthermore, Gaventa explains that the gospel's singularity is evidenced in other parts of the letter. In Galatians 3, the singularity refers to individuals receiving the Spirit through Christ's faith, not by observing the law. In Galatians 6.11.15, Paul contrasts law observances like circumcision with the cross of Christ, further affirming the singular nature of the gospel. This singularity leads to the creation of one humanity devoid of societal divisions. Lastly, Gaventa discusses how the gospel's radical nature and ecumenical claim challenge individual and group identities. These categories, such as nationality or gender, are not sources of self-understanding or behavior adjustment. Instead, the gospel supports an understanding that extends universally and does not recognize any boundaries, offering an unsettling but radical comprehension of Galatians which applies to all of humanity 